Hello and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB, Indiana's only LGBTQIA news radio show and talk show with your hosts Melanie Davis and Justin Robertson. I'm your engineer, Lucas Fisher, in collaboration with Kate Young and WFHB. Good evening, loves. Thank you for joining me, Melanie Davis, for another episode of Blooming Out, the Midwest's longest-running radio show dedicated to news and issues relevant to and discussed from the LGBTIQ experience. Justin is out this week and and next because he is a man of the world, and you cannot pin him down for long, unless he wants you to. Wink, wink. Hi, Justin. And I am going to introduce someone who is actually going to introduce themselves. Because she is magnificent and does it a whole lot better. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Jada B. Uh, I am a Bloomington native, and I am on the core council for Black Lives Matter Bloomington, as well as on the board for Democracy for Monroe County. Yeah. I am also on the board for Midway Music Festival, which is a women and non-binary folk music festival, focus music festival here in Bloomington. Um, I'm in the band <laughs> Royalty Prince Tribute Band. <laughs> And I'm in a new band called Negative Peace, and we are like a soul goth weirdo band. That's so awesome. I actually haven't been able to hear your new band yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we've only played one show, so that makes sense. Well, you know, (laughs) my living room's always open. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're offering it for a rehearsal space, I'll take that over Martin's cold cold basement. So. <clears throat> yeah, my uh, mom lives with us, but she's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, if she likes really loud music, then it's going to be no, fine. But <laughs> she can adjust. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like super excited to hear to hear you guys because I've been waiting for that for like since the summer you guys announced it yeah well no September or October god actually I don't know when we got together it's only it's not been that so long there's a cool band called Blacker Face and they're out Mm -hmm. of um Chicago and they were touring and this was like they wanted to come here as the last stop of their tour because they're friends with our drummer Burn Bridges and they're very very cool very very like fun avant-garde punk like like with some jazz influence and mm-hmm. um, if you get the joke with blacker face then you get it and if you don't tough right and um, they are you know really cool people and so we decided to we were gonna form this band and then we decided that we needed to form it specifically so that we could open for blacker face <laughs> <laughs> for our friends That's very specific yeah. yeah and then so we just kind of were like let's bang out some songs and so we got some songs together and did a show we're recording some right now so that we can apply for festivals and things like that. That's and awesome. Do some more shows. I think we have another show coming up in February. I don't know. Burn does all of the smart stuff. Yeah. But we had Burn on the show, but yeah. um, the recording failed. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it that was, That's I, a shame. I got to be there and hear and, it. but And hear her. Yeah. And music. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, we, we, we failed with the remote. Yeah. Uh, recording yeah. at the time so they're they're out on tour right now um and having a lot of fun uh yeah so. and like yeah i keep seeing updates from the yeah. road and stuff yeah great pictures they're i don't know they're really good at at like thoroughly um i don't know really doing some good marketing on all of the fun things that they do mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not often great at that because i don't want anyone to know where i am at any one given time <laughs> 
Yeah, that's kind of the point of the marketing thing. So, yeah. 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 I can see where that would be a problem. Like, a, yes, I'm playing a show. I don't know where. <laughs> show up. Show up at this address. Yeah. They will give you further instructions. Yeah, exactly. And a blindfold. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, Bird's really good at that, so. Yeah, and that's that's going to be a, a, hopefully a big thing. This, is it spring? Are you planning? Yeah, on we'll doing? probably do some more shows this spring um, um, for sure. And I think I think it's like I think it's February. Oh gosh, I can I could I can be cheesy and look, but yeah, we've there's another band coming through, and so um, uh, they want us to open for that band as well. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the oh, it's um, uh, Liz Delessi show is on. Th- 327 so we'll oh. be playing an opening fantastic for them i don't know where oh at the eiffel building uh, yeah okay at the eiffel building yeah. i think in the basement or whatever so a lot of basements it's a punk show i yeah. mean it's all punk stuff. oh you have yeah. to have basement then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing can contain it right yeah yeah so yeah. but also you're more than welcome to come in and uh practice on air here yeah, that would well, be great that would be good thursdays between six and seven yeah lucas is uh, i'm looking through the mirror and lucas is all smiles and thumbs up so. okay cool 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 yeah because a lot of what we do is sort of just like it's kind of some practice yeah that's in my opinion yeah um, well, my, you so, put on great polished shows too. Yeah, that's what royalty is about. Yeah, yeah so royalty Prince tribute band, where we try to be as as hard, you know, and, and proper as possible in terms of playing solid Prince music and and funky music. Oh, yeah. So well, it's um, it's very nice to do something a little different than that, though. So, yeah, but it's it's I love stopping on a dime, making sure that all of our you know, when I count down something, everybody comes in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> helpful. Yeah. All of those things are wonderful, but, you know, it does, I mean, noise rock and things like that are have their place in this world, and I love them as well. Stuff that's more organic, yeah. Yeah, Just for sure. Flowing for sure. out of people, the for creativity. Sure. And you're creative as all get out, so, like, you've got, you've been doing tons of things over the years. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was just, I, so, I just turned 40, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I Happy I know birthday. it's an amazing thing that I made it that long. Thank you so much. Um uh, it's <gasps> pretty insane. Um uh, you're a warrior. You can do this. <laughs> uh yeah, I just, you know, made a lot of bad decisions in my youth that probably didn't mean that I was going to make it this long, but I have. Um so cool. Um and but but we anyways, I like went on a trip for my 40th birthday and like during that time I was like Oh man, I'm really overstressed and overbalanced in my mm-hmm. life and I need to I need to be doing more creative things and I need to be injecting more creative things into my life as as much as possible and if I um I can't I can't just constantly focus on all of the like negative things that are happening in the world and trying to like f- help them and make them better because it takes so much out of me. Yeah. And I mean, I think it takes so much out of so many people who are doing this kind of work, you know, and so I just need to like refresh my batteries as much as possible with creativity. And so then I like made a commitment to being like, I'm going to I've got music things that I'm doing over here and I'm going to do more of that. And then I have crafty and art things that I'm going to do over here and I'm going to do more of that. And um, if people pay me for those things, that'd be lovely. But if that doesn't happen at the at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to sleep better because I've done something creative with my day. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Creative people need that. Yeah, it's, As re- yeah. It, it's strange because you get you have to do more work. 
but yeah. it refreshes your soul. Yeah. So. Well, it's amazing how much more focused you can be on, you know, um, sculpting than you can be on at your day job. Right. <laughs> right. And for all the activism work and stuff that you do, that is so heavy to have yeah. something to to release mm -hmm. or at least to um, to step away from that and just turn to the turn to the light side. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, this year has been, I mean, well, I guess we're in the next year now, but um, 2019 was rough. Like yeah. as much as everybody thought 2016 was rough or 2017 or 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, it it just, just keeps moving. It does keep moving. But 2019, in I think locally more than anything, has right. been really rough. There's just been, uh, you know, a set of, of situations over and over and over again with our local government and and to be frank, the white liberals in Bloomington mm -hmm. that has caused a lot of stress for a lot of people and then their lack of response and or lack of care and compassion um, in their lack of response has caused even more. Right. And, and I'm even on the fringes of that. Like I haven't, you know, purposefully didn't wade deep into the waters because I knew it was a, a viper's nest of horribleness. Yeah. Um, and was like, well, I'm going <laughs> to protect myself from that. <laughs> but even just being on the outside um, has been enough of a drain emotionally, financially, um, and, you know, time warp, yeah. time suck that even a week in Aruba didn't <laughs> didn't remove it you know it was all it was still here when I got back so yeah you don't have to be you don't have to be neck deep in it to no. to be drawn in and I have friends who are very much on the fringes of it but they feel it mm -hmm. deeply mm -hmm. they felt the uh, apathy mm. and the uh, I mean the, obviously with the the hate groups that are coming to town and and are a part of that uh that that's direct that's yeah. that's an easy one to look at and go yeah okay you guys suck but but having your neighbors tell you that you're mm -hmm. overreacting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> uh, yeah you don't have family history of this happening right you don't have the immediate history of this happening to you you know you can sit back and be like you know hey this is this is they're they're not doing anything bad while they're here, you know. Oh uh, yeah, this is well. This is I mean, that's the like it's the yeah that apathy of um, well we should just live and let live and they're not bothering if if you don't if you don't buy from them it's totally fine and they're not doing anything you, you know the protesters are the problem because they're stirring everything up right. Um, you're the problem, not not these people who are actively seeking mine, yours, mm -hmm. other folks, death, murder, imprisonment, uh, detention, banishment from this country, and or oppression through systematic means. Right. Right. And I'm like, you just want me to like not talk about something but they want me to die right 
Exactly. Like, do you see how that's like, it's a, it's a, it's a scale that can't balance. Like, you know, it's not, you know, you're balancing their quote unquote free speech Mm -hmm. against my life. Right. That doesn't, it doesn't wash. Those aren't even in the same, you know. And they should, and they shouldn't be. But for some reason, I, I think that black folks and marginalized folks are finding themselves in this conversation with people people that we've known for years Mm -hmm. locally who are like well i'm sorry but that's how it is you know your life your life your life is not as important as free speech exactly that 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 is what gets me is the free speech uh argument right uh when when people use that i just want to scream and and you know toss them out of a window frankly right. yeah i'm not gonna harm myself yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but, you're, but you're, it does make you it does make you crazy enough to like want to shake people and be like are you kidding me yeah um and 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 i think there's that there's that uh it, it's the white guilt it's mm-hmm. it's that aspect of uh american uh, willful ignorance mm that um if we ignore it it'll go away you know or well those people will just die off and the next generation will save us like when does that ever happen how many generations is it yeah where are we at yeah Yeah. Uh, what you're talking about is what um martin luther king calls the negative peace Mm -hmm. and which is Mm -hmm. hence the name of the band but we spell (laughs) peace differently um uh, and um but also it's it's the it's a part of the talk that I'm giving this weekend. Um, but it, it, that negative piece says that um, law and order must prevail. Right. Um, we need to be civil and um, everything needs to be calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And um, that is more important than justice. And a true de- justice. We're not just talking about legality. We're talking about a true justice. Right. And um, it is, it, you know, it is the stumbling blocks of freedom that that negative piece is. It's, it's that we can't get to true equity, true equality, true systematic removal of barriers because we're spending all of our time, um, you know, arguing over this 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 perpetually unbalanced scale you know of my life versus their freedom of speech and and the problem is is that i think that it it and others have talked about this as well but um uh, that this resides in a fundamental disconnect and a misunderstanding of what free speech is right you know so the government can't stop you from from saying what you want that's you know that's what we have here in this country is that we have free speech meaning that the government cannot censure you however they they do so all the time um (laughs) they do so all the time and then also there are certain kinds of speech that isn't protected Mm -hmm. incitement to violence incitement to to violence and riot libel libelous speech um and while the government and like organizations like the ACLU and like the and 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 the Supreme Court have sort of enshrined hate speech mm-hmm. as free speech it doesn't mean that we as community as individuals as people who are organizing groups and gathering places um have to allow 
right. that sort of speech, which is why there was such a push for the market to be turned over to the growers and turned over to the farmers, because if the growers and the farmers are um, maintaining that, then there's no conflict with whether the government Yeah, yeah, they is, don't have that excuse speech. to say, yeah. our hands are tied. Yeah, which... And arguably their hands, arguably their hands are tied, but their hands are tied because there's been an attack on what is free speech mm-hmm. in this country for years and years and years. You know, in, in the 50s, if, if people were standing up and saying the Nazi things, they there was pushback for free speech, but they'd also, you know, there was also like, wait a minute, that's un-American. Right. I mean, you'd get attacked first and foremost for being un-American, Right. If you're talking about Heil Hitler, then you're that's un-American, uh-huh. and we don't we don't do that here, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's a cultural. It's a cultural shift. Approach. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've well, we've had a cultural shift in in the acceptance mm-hmm. of this hate speech, um, and it really comes down to the modes in which we speak freely now, and so we have the internet, and we can go on it anonymously and say whatever we want and create chat groups and do all of these things. And so there's just an influx of more speech. Right. And s- more speech that can't be regulated because the laws of the of the country haven't caught up to it, but also there's it's so frequent that yeah. you can't there like what how you, many, you know Yeah. How many tweets happen in a day and I don't know of a bot that can censor all of them exactly you know and and part of me is like you know okay on an open forum like that i expect to have people saying horrible things Mm -hmm. right but when you go to a place that um when you're talking about actually inhabiting space Mm -hmm. with people who want your removal from the planet Mm -hmm. you know immediate I mean, they have words for it. Right. We've covered it on this show with the you know, day of the rope and blood in the streets and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I say blah, blah, blah flippantly, but I mean. No, I know, yeah. It's happened. Yeah. And it will happen again. Yeah. And uh, and there's uptick in violence mm-hmm. against Jewish people, mm-hmm. against uh, people of color, against queer people uh, in the past mm-hmm. just few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people, oh, it's. It's Trump's fault. But really, this is something that's been sitting under the surface for so many yeah, years. Yeah. It's been festering. It's We've been seen festering. it. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, I had a um, friend's brother. Mm-hmm. He was giving us a ride home. He was in the Army. And mm-hmm. he uh, asked me to pull out a forty-five that was in the council of his car. Mm-hmm. And I, I pulled it out. And he's like, tell me what's wrong with it. And it didn't have the serial numbers on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the serial numbers had never been on it. They weren't filed off. They'd never been stamped in. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to tell me why mm-hmm. they had never been stamped in. It was actually U.S. government uh, uh, equipment mm. that had been uh, brought in. The U.S. government, I guess, stamps their own numbers into their weapons. Hmm. Is how I don't know these things. Yeah. I do not do guns. <laughs> but a load mm-hmm. of weapons, you yeah. know, a, a Cash, case yeah. or two, or yeah. I don't know how much, uh, 
happened to, but they were thrown off base mm. into a river, and they're packed in grease. <laughs> and members of a uh, uh, skinhead white of nationalist yeah. group came and retrieved them yeah. and passed them out to the members. Of course. And so there's no way of knowing where these co- these came from, where they, they right, go to. Where their origin or what b- the body count that ha- is on them. Yeah, and, cetera, and this is 1990, 1990, 1991. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the language that people used back then, there were, um, I come from Abbey Gary, right? Mm-hmm. And there were kids in my school who were talking about becoming Gary police officers. And I'm sorry if this is too no, no, rough, yeah. but... Uh, they were talking about becoming Gary police officers so they could shoot black people. Oh yeah, and yeah, and that, I, I mean, and they're just saying it out loud like it, <laughs> it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that speech right there, yeah, puts people in in fear. Yeah, well, and at risk. I it, mean, it's a direct threat. Yeah, to people, it's a direct threat. Well, and <laughs> and you know, yes, you know, yeah. I mean, in the '90s, that stuff is happening, and in and in, in the 2000s, that stuff is happening. It's happening now. There've been articles that have been come out about department after department after department um, finding you know information that they were you know they had a they have tally quotas for how many black people mm-hmm. and Latino people they're arresting and that yeah. there's been conspiracies to plant evidence on tons of people there's I just saw something about um, in um, uh, God I can't remember where but uh, about about a sheriff who had been planting evidence yeah. on people planting toy guns and things like that on people for years yeah it's been doing it for years and you know in the course of the article there's no mention of all of the people that he has planted guns on getting out of jail oh yeah or having right. their records expunged you know so but but this is i mean the police you know i mean this gets into you know whether or not the police are um, a healthy institution or not i believe not but um you know, they they were infiltrated long ago mm-hmm. by the Klan if they weren't con- completely 100% conceived by the forefathers of the Klan. Right. Right. So, um, yes, of course, that's that stuff is going to happen. You're going to see these things happen. They are in league with their, you know, local white supremacists. And how you know is that when you look at things like Charlottesville – and you see these crazy, angry mobs of raging, ranting white kids, you know, with their their tiki torches and literal pitchforks, you know, and tiki torches, you know, in their khakis and polo shirts, um, screaming and yelling at the counter protesters. Who's back? Do the police, you know, wh- where, where, what back is the police turned to? Right. They have their backs turned to the white supremacists. Yeah, exactly. They that don't fear the white supremacists. Them. They, they are, yeah. they're making sure others do not attack them. Exactly. And that's. They're protecting them. They're, yeah. That means that they're there to protect them. They are not there to protect the people who are saying, I'm going to kill you. They are ranting and raving, I will murder you with all of the wonderful words that they have to describe people of color and, uh, you know, gay people and queer people and trans people. They're saying all of these, you know, horrible things. They're saying them out loud. And yet that's not being taken as a threat Mm -hmm. by law enforcement. Right. And I like, (laughs) how is how is that not a threat? How is that not a threat? Um, that's what I don't understand. And so, 
again, back to free speech and hate speech and, and whether it should be protected, I, you know, I, I get into this, it's, people get into this moral con- quandary about, well, if they, if we take free speech, you know, quote unquote, free speech away from the Nazis, they're going to come for my free speech next. Right. The reality is, is that free speech is not under attack in this country. That again is a is a myth being perpetuated mm-hmm. by the neo Nazis. They are they are revving up the fervor around your speech being taken from you. Well, it's and, the victimization. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 claiming victimhood in a situation where, like, it's you know you know those memes where it's like you know, nobody (laughs) and it's blank. And then it's like, you know, white supremacists, you're taking my guns, you know, or whatever it is, you know, um, like that's what it is. And, and, you know, the reality is, is that we are so busy enshrining and protecting hate speech that we trample over the rights of life Mm -hmm. and freedom and speech of those marginalized. Um, and it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a good example of that. I posted a video uh, during the first part of the farmer's market asking, um, you, know, you know, asking or requesting black people to boycott the farmer's market because I felt that it was no longer safe for us to be there. Right. Um, that it had never really been that safe, but given the fact that the city's response to the white supremacists was to arrest a a person of color for, you know, holding up a sign Mm -hmm. and increase uh, police presence as well as install cameras and snipers on roofs. Snipers. um, That, you know, and I I just got a figure for how much all that is costing. It was like $60,000, by the way, for this market season. Um, that, uh, that, that, That puts you know, black people in a, in a situation where we can and will be harmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, by the police <laughs> yeah. and, and or by the white supremacists. So I posted this video online. It was a calm, a fairly calm video. It was, it, it, I, I said basically what I'm saying to you. It got about, I don't know, I think it got maybe uh, close to 4,000 views. Um, and then my parents get a visit from the FBI. Really? Yeah. Um, I have uh, not engaged in any kind of violence or any sort of uh, graffiti activity or anything like that surrounding the market because I was purposefully staying out of it mm-hmm. because it seemed like some white bull so y'all should take care of it, right? And I was hoping, oh, sorry. <laughs> and I was hoping... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yep, my bad. And I was hoping that you know that the white, good white people of Bloomington would take care of this, and um, that didn't happen. But I was staying out of it purposefully. Yeah. And so to, and on top of it, my parents got a visit, not me. I own a house with my wife. They didn't. Right. Then the police, the local PD, know this because they've been to my house before, um, because of other situations, and um, in terms of what well, we had a neighbor who was being weird and whatever, mm-hmm. we had to file a report. Um, and uh, you know, so local PD has my address on file. Um, not to mention the city of Bloomington 
has yeah. my address on file. <laughs> not to mention, like, you know, I'm, I'm not particularly hard to find. Um, but um, if the white supremacists are listening, please don't find me. Uh, <laughs> but but um, they went to my mother's house. I've never lived at her address. I have no mail that gets sent to her oh, address. That's incredible. It's in her name, and we don't share the same last name. Mm-hmm. It was an intimidation visit. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is going through some memory issues, and... It was very, we have a ring device, so I was able to watch the entire thing. And it was very clear that they knew she had memory issues, but spent, you know, time pumping her for information and trying to find out where I was and how to find me and all of these different things. And they were like, well, we know she's one of the good ones. And they were using all of this like coded racist language. Um, And, you know, my mom didn't tell them anything and was like, I don't know. Bye, you know, and and they but it was very clearly an intimidation visit. Um, members of the local Antifa group and um, some other activists got got visits. I was the only person of color that got a visit. And though there are other people of color who yeah. were involved in the protests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just it just smacked of like and, you know, I'm a core council member of Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Highly, quote unquote, controversial organization across the nation, um, which the majority of us are educators and we yeah. spend <laughs> the most of our time, um, you know, teaching people, <laughs> you know. Um, and so yeah. Un- unlike the the popular image of Black Lives Matter. Right. Where you're who are like professional activists or we're like you know, violent or whatever. You're inciting that they, people you're to inciting violence. People and, violence, whatever. Yeah. yeah, we're we're all pretty like, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to say that we're not tough because we are tough, but we're not, um, we certainly are not the, we're, we're not the, we're not the, um, we don't have the numbers. I mean, this is Bloomington. Yeah. Right. So um, if. Well, and that's not the mission. Right. It's also not the mission. It's not what we're doing. Um, we make up, you know, half of the black population in town <laughs> and the other half are in like NAACP or, yeah. you know, the black uh, Dem caucus because that's that's it. OK, that's there you go. That's all that we could fit in this room. You know, uh, if we wanted to take a group portrait, here we all are. You know, <laughs> there are only so many people to fill the slots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, it you know, it's just it was definitely an intimidation visit. It happened directly after we agreed to a meeting with the city. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, and 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 yeah. that's. I didn't hear one thing about FBI visiting anybody nope. on the other side, right? Now, apparently, they did. Did they? Okay. Um, but they they got the numbers of who who they thought the bad folks were oh. from them. So. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So you know. <sighs> Oh, we're going to take a break really quick. Okay, cool. We got to do the community minutes and all yeah. that, and we will be right back. Cool. Thanks. It's time for a quick community update. On Friday at 10 a.m., the LGBT Elders Breakfast at Cloverleaf South 
325 East Winslow Road. And that is the LGBT Elders Breakfast. And coming up this weekend, we have on the 18th, Saturday, Spencer Pride Training at the Community Center at, uh, on 17 East Franklin Street in Spencer. Um, I assume anyone who's interested in volunteering for Spencer Pride can show up at the Community Center. Don't quote me on that, but it is on the calendar. January 18th at 6 p.m. Again, it's at 17 East Franklin Street in Spencer. And finally, coming up. Well, there's a couple things here. Um, one sec. Currently listening to the artist Brooklyn Funk Essentials, the album Stay Good, and this is the song Stay Good. More events this week. Um, we have, well, that, that's in Bedford. I'll go ahead and read it. The Unity in the Community March, 31st Annual, in Lawrence County Courthouse Rotunda at 916 15th Street in Bedford, Indiana. January 19th, Monday, at 2 p.m., there is a march, and those in attendance will gather at 3 p.m. at the Momentum Community Church. And I'm also going to throw out, uh, here we go. We have the Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration at the Buskirk Chumley Theater. Um, Mayor John Hamilton invites the community to attend the 2020 City of Bloomington Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration. The doors open at 530, reception at 6 and a program at 7, um, including remarks by Hamilton, members of the MLK Commission, and others. And on Wednesday, we have MV's open stage, Bloomington's only gender-based performance open mic at the back door, 207 South College Avenue. Sign up at 10, show at 11. And we'll be right back with more Blooming Out after this. Welcome back, everyone. That was some great music. I like that. Get a little bit of funk going. A little funky. A little yeah. funky bits. <laughs> well, 
sorry to interrupt. No, it's we cool. We were on a, a tear there. But I wanted to talk. Uh, the, there was a news article that I, I just saw, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't find it now. But I probably could if I had my glasses on. Um, They're on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I need a mirror in here or something. No, lovely. You're so lovely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. Hilarious. Oh, folks. And they've only been wearing them there for a few years. So, Mm -hmm. Um, There were three guys picked up, one a Canadian national, Mm -hmm. uh, white supremacist. Oh, yeah. In advance of the event that I can't think where it's happening now. Virginia. Virginia. That's right. Yeah. 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 And... um, and there were more threats mm-hmm. of violence coming in. This was uh, a Canadian national who came in a few months ago mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. August, mm-hmm. and some people picked him up and brought him to the East Coast. He mm-hmm. had um, he had uh, made a semi-automatic rifle, mm-hmm. uh, turned it into a fully automatic rifle, mm-hmm. and just said, "Whoops, my bad. I guess I made a machine gun." And you know, I don't understand how that happens, but okay, yeah. <laughs> there, there are all these like everybody has all this information on oh, it, yeah. but again, then nobody has anything. And 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 I wanted to say because I've been trying to say this to people, the city can't do anything about it. Mm. But what's happening is people are turning a blind eye here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we are allowing people to come in who are actively dangerous these, oh yeah these are groups that are that we're talking about coming to bloomington mm-hmm. um other groups that actually came to bloomington mm-hmm. and they're a threat mm-hmm. a direct threat to people these folks were making bomb they had bombs mm-hmm. they had fully automatic weapons yeah. and they were going to um I, I forget what the term was that they used but it was basically to create a second civil war yeah yeah. That's their goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This they, is how is this acceptable? Riot, yeah. Yeah. And we had race riots in the seventies and sixties and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I remember hearing about them. We've had. I mean, <clears throat> race riots in the nineties and in right. the two thousands. I mean, I mean, it, that's that's what the Ferguson protests are. I, you know, all of these yeah. all of these things. This country has not dealt with the sin of slavery. It has not dealt with the sin of. Um, separate but equal. It has not dealt with the sin of genocide. Yeah, it hasn't dealt with the genocide of, of Native Americans. It has not dealt with these things. And so it, every generation has this, you know, these moments, um, you know, every decade, every generation has these moments where these things are bubbling up to the surface and um, going crazy. Like we were talking about before, Trump is Trump is like a violent outbreak of the bad acne that is white supremacy in this country. OK, he is um, he's a horrible symptom, mm-hmm. you know, a debilitating symptom. But he is just a symptom. You know, yeah. there are um, root causes and there are. Um, cells of of people who have been, um, you know, masterminding these, and I know that that sounds a little conspiracy theory, but it's it's true. Paley and had a had a yeah a white nationalist uh, enclave. How yeah, Howard Bach or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, he's you know he helped uh, organize Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mean these they're not unintelligent. 
individuals. Right. Um, they just live in a different reality, you know, and and that reality is that um, is is so. I don't know. It's so horrible that like, I, you know, even even other people like them can't stand to live in it. Yeah. Right. And so one of the big things that happens with these different cells of neo-Nazis and white supremacists is, is that they fight amongst themselves and break themselves up. Powerbach is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, he was apparently sleeping with his second in command's uh, wife or something like that something and, like that or the second in command was sleeping with his wife mm. and told them and it was like a whole bit thing and they ended up having a you know um a big fight and all got arrested like on the front yard yeah like, front yard. Or like full was... on like you know um trailer park kind of brawl right. sort of thing and in that like you know stereotypical, stereotypical whatever um you know uh redneck e whatever yeah they call it you know kind of way and um but that that happens over and over and over again with these groups is that they are um they're not good people <laughs> you know but beyond beyond the fact that they uh are uh you know Nazis white supremacists they also beat their wives mm. you know they also you know um molest their children yeah. and you know harm their children in various other ways and, and you it, know what they don't have to be like <laughs> they they're horrible people on their own. Yeah. And and in their their little groups online or whatever. But the problem is the good people, quote unquote, mm-hmm. good people who are enabling them. Yeah. Who are allowing yeah. uh, that sort of well, behavior to be normalized. That level of hate breeds other levels of hate is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Is that it is, mm. it is you know... Uh, uh, a symptom of all of these other underlying issues with their humanity. Yeah. One of the guys that um, was gonna was threatening to come down here um, is uh, I can't remember. I think it's called Arm Guard or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. really bad at all of these names um, off the many. top of my head. Um, uh, but um, Brennan James, I believe, is his name, and he was Brian James, and is his name. He was gonna come down and show the mayor what free speech is all about. Um, and this is a guy who beat to near death a white person mm-hmm. because he wouldn't um, give the Nazi salute to him. Like he wouldn't Nazi salute. And like that's how you know it's not actually about white supremacy. Right. Like it's not There's about white people. It's no. not about love for white people. It's about control. Exactly. And, and you know that control manifests itself authoritarianism it's authoritarian yes but it manifests itself in so many different ways in our world in our society and in our humanity through through rape through abuse through um you know uh, white nationalism through white supremacy and you know the thing that happens over and over again is the the problem of white cis maleness that keeps coming up um, and that masculinity and toxic max- masculinity plays really heavily into all of it. Yeah. Um, and that if we could maybe, you know, address the issues of, of toxic masculinity. I was talking to a trans toxic, guy friend today, yeah. Yeah. actually, and we were I was going through kind of, you know, things I might want to be- bring up. Mm-hmm. And that was actually precisely mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, not being uh, a cultured Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. in a, a 
white cishet mm-hmm. uh, sort of way. Mm-hmm. I, it's easy to miss mm. the ways that these things are brought up and mm-hmm. they're they're passed on. Mm-hmm. And even when you're in mm-hmm. that system, it's normal, mm-hmm. right? So these lessons, you know, passed on among the great lessons of you know, take care of uh, people in need and all that. Uh, there are also these really, really horribly toxic ones, mm-hmm. and they just get passed along with all the rest. Yeah, and you just think that they're they're well, a part of it. I think unless, of course, yeah. you're queer. Yeah, or you're right. you're not white. Yeah, <laughs> I think that they don't get. I think that that's the the problem is is that the good lessons don't get passed along with the bad lessons. It's just the bad lessons and hurt people. You know, hurt people, hurt people, that kind of thing. And they it just it keeps going. And like I'm not sitting here and like gonna have a bunch of sympathy for some white supremacists at any point in time. Like that's <laughs> not what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But I know for certain um, through research that when you start looking into these people's lives, they did not live lives that were happy, joyous, and free. They didn't have, you know, parents who perhaps cared about them and took care of them in in ways. The only thing that they did have was their white skin and their cis maleness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yes, you're right. So if you grow up in those environments around that hate um, filled life and you are queer or you're black or you're a woman, you, you know, or, um, you're trans, you may have a way to get out of it. Um, but you may not, and you may, and you may still internalize the other aspects of white supremacy. And, and this is, this is where, so to lead into the conversation about my talk Mm -hmm. this weekend, we can spend a lot of time dissecting the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists and then the white nationalists and these people who are so, um, so much of the media is attracted to that because um, they pop up, they do some violent things and then they go away and then they pop up and they do some more violent things and then they go away. But they spend the majority of their time, you know, hiding under a rock. Right. Um, because nobody in society gets them uh, other than their white supremacist buddies. And it isn't safe for them to be white supremacist buddies all the time. You know, um, you know, when you walk around with a giant swastika on your neck, you're not really going to get a job at Taco Bell. Exactly. Um, and so that th- those, you know, that it's it's a it's the outbreak. M- my concern with the talk that I'm giving this weekend is actually about confronting white supremacy through white liberalism and the Mm -hmm. issues that happen um, with those of us who, uh, you know, who are in society and and turn a blind eye or say, well, I'm, I'm clearly not this racist because I don't use the N word. So I couldn't, I don't wear a Klan's robe. So I'm not a racist. And how dare you say that I am? And and yet I'm going to continue to allow white supremacists in my farmer's market because free speech and I'm going to um, not give space to black women because don't they already have enough anyways and aren't they just kind of angry? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, yeah, queer people are okay except for when my daughter comes out you know, (laughs) or my son comes out as my daughter and then Mm. that's a problem, right? Like then it's, it's the, it's the, it's the nice white folk who either do nothing 
like bury their head in the sand and say it will all go away if we just stop talking about it right let's just not give them a platform ignore the bullies yeah let's just ignore the bullies and they'll go away and everything will be all right um or it's the people who are like look it is not my responsibility to deal with this Mm -hmm. that's why we have the police we'll just let the police deal with this or we have a legal system so the legal system can deal with this and they do not see the inherent racism that is involved in both of those systems. Right. And they do not see that people of color are always, and, and black people in particular, are always behind the eight ball. That we've always, we're always, you know, we're starting from a place that is unfair. Mm-hmm. So we can never catch up. And they use the bootstrap narrative to be like, yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Everybody can make it in this country if you just try hard enough. Not knowing where that came from. Yeah. And that it was originally an impossibility. It was a yeah. description of something that you can't do. Yeah. Um, so that's so my talk is um, this Sunday at the UU Church. Yeah. Um, it's the talk actually starts at one. If you want childcare or you want to come to the soup lunch, you have to do an RSVP, I believe. Online? Yeah, and uh, it's called Confronting White Supremacy, the Negative Peace um, uh, in White Supremacy. Or, excuse me, in White Liberalism. January 19th. Yeah. Uh, And if you just type in Confronting White Supremacy, it will pop up on on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And then you can uh, tell it if you're going or not. And it looks like it's got... A lot of interest and yeah. a lot of people going. Actually, the number just jumped up. Oh, it did uh, as you the were last time I at, oh, yeah. <laughs> looked at it. So. at it. Well, uh, that's, that's great. That's good. That makes me nervous. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it jumped up by like 40 points, I think. Oh, my. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. I, it was good. It's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm. This is um, uh, an extension of a talk that I gave at Black Lives Matter Seat at the Table in September. Yeah. Um, and which I missed and okay. I'm sorry it's okay we have it online you can go to our website and you can see that 20 minute version of the talk if you want to you do it's like the last talk so the, okay. the video is like four hours long or whatever because it was all of the events that day and it didn't get broken up um, but it's the last talk of the day so when you see me standing in front of a podium for prolonged periods of time you're like oh that's that's it <laughs> <laughs> that must be it <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is an extended version of that talk and we're getting into some more definitions and it's a it's a little more general because you know when I was speaking to black people primarily in my original talk I didn't have to do some definitions that I'm gonna have to do right um, because you know when I'm talking about people I'm just you know it's preaching to the choir they already know what's happening um, a lot of them it's um, the lexicon it's yeah. the jargon yeah I, yeah so I had to sort of step back and be like okay if I was talking to a room full of people who are the target audience mm-hmm. that need to hear this talk, but maybe don't wanna, um, you know, who, how would I, how would I go about doing that? And like, what is it that I need to define for them? And how do I get into that? So we start from there, and then we expanded the section on um, police, um, police interaction with white supremacy. Right. So. Yeah, and. That's its own topic. Um, oh God, yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other talk. That'll be next year's talk. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah. Um. So we uh, I'm not going to use names, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, but some people I've been talking to for a long time on issues of privilege, mm. right? Mm. 
which can't be even spoken about anymore in, in white society. It's very yeah. uh, painful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Privilege doesn't exist. And, I just want to like drink those tears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I finally had a breakthrough mm-hmm. uh, with somebody who had been discussing this for maybe a couple of decades mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, over time. And, you know, it was that, uh, and, and this applies to, to, to race, to socioeconomic class, to uh, uh, gender identity and, and sexual orientation, and, and anywhere where, um, like, yeah, colorism and, and all these things where there is a hierarchy perceived in yeah. a system. Yeah. And um, and you might have some privilege here and you don't have it over here. Mm-hmm. And, and it, the pushback that I was getting initially and for, for a long time was, well, I know this person who said this. And they latch on to this mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. and then they pull together all these little bits of evidence that support that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we're young, we're taught things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, like I said, I grew up in the region. And, you know, <laughs> the benefit of growing up in a place like the region is race and ethnicity are infinitely complicated because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's it, it, that is the melting pot of yeah. America. Yeah. Or uh, that is the best Mid- The Midwest, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, where people are thrown together. Mm-hmm. Chicago has segregated communities. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwest Indiana, you walk down the street and hear six different languages and people of every color on each block. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was like wherever you can get housing, you get housing. Yeah. And, you know, everybody worked in mills or they worked in uh, other mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. Um, and so there, everybody was kind of pushed together. And the the things that we learned about people of other ethnicities, people of other races, mm-hmm. actually were kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. lies. Yeah. You know? And it was just change the change the subject. It's just change the food out, really, is what it is. <laughs> you know, we... Please. <laughs> and bring it to my house. <laughs> yeah. Change uh, the food on. We're all... We, we all... You know, humanity only exists on a certain amount of a spectrum. There's only a certain yeah. amount of things that we do and care about. It's just... The food that we eat and the language that we use to talk about the food that matters. <laughs> so we're going to be out of here in like three minutes. Okay. And I am so hungry. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> you might be buying dinner. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go home. Sure. I got some. I sure, got an sure. Instapot. Um, for free. For free. Yeah, good. Uh, somebody broke it and I fixed it. Yeah. Yay. Anyway. Uh, but there was this all this pushback for years about how there is no privilege mm-hmm. because there are all these programs that aid mm-hmm. people in, in need in different ways. Yeah. And um, I had somebody online try to say that about LGBT people. And mm. you have your rights. You're not underprivileged. You, you, I have no privilege over you. And I said, I <laughs> corrected her. And this is a person who actually got uh, a site that, or a group that I was moderating shut down mm-hmm. um, because uh she and her husband had reported all the posts, mm. which is something that's coming up again with people of color and uh, progressive folk in this yep. town. Yep. They're starting to report that this week has been yeah. people getting shut down all over the place. Um, but anyway, so I, I laid out some facts for her. I'm like, yeah. 
We don't have rights. Right. We have, we don't even have protections. Yeah. We have favorable rulings. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I honestly thought, and I, people are learning garbage Mm -hmm. and then that garbage is being exploited by people. Well, this is, this is the era of no facts. Right. That nothing is real. There are no. There are no facts. But facts this has been going on for generations. True, but like you know? we're, we we're in a we're in a new new level of that yeah. of where um you know nothing is nothing is true, nothing is real. The flat earthers around the globe the, are around convinced. all around the globe. <laughs> the flat earthers are gathering. Yes, um yeah, but this this is this is yeah. You're I mean you're totally right. You know um. People do that a lot with with black folks where they say that, Mm -hmm. you know, well, you you know, affirmative action or, you know, you have all these rights and and all these things and and you just want more rights. You want additional rights. You want more than I have. Special rights more than I have. And the reality is um, that that's just a bull crap statement. And it is also... Um, a much more complicated conversation mm-hmm. than than just than just you want special rights. It's like, well, considering that my ancestors were stripped of their language, stripped of their land and country, stripped of their um, f- you know food and culture, and brought forcibly to this country to create the wealth of this country, then were denied access to that wealth mm-hmm. and to the right to humanity, and then continued um, oppression and repression for years and years and years. Um, and now we're at a place where we're still um, separate and unequal. Um, and you say that I want more rights than you or you want that I want you know better rights than you I'm saying can we get to a level of humanity between the two of us right and like I want humanity between the two of us and then maybe and the only way to do that actually is to overbalance yeah on on my side because we we have overbalanced on your side for so long mm-hmm. and so how do we how do we do that how do we hear my voice louder just for a little bit yeah, yeah. I, I was sandra day o'connor said something about uh you know how uh, was sandra day or was it before her anyway we said something about like well how many women do you think would be balance out the the yeah. uh supreme court and uh, she said nine yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean you know so. how 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 uh the hurt yeah the hurt that is done to you has to be the 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 rest yeah whatever i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> but you have to fix the harm done to you and it has to be louder than the harm that was done to you exactly thank yeah. you so much for coming on oh no problem so. yeah we're out of time yeah we're out of time Aww. so thank you everybody okay. and uh we'll see you next week yeah